we are you know to, to do jam you need product you need strawberries <laughs> you need uh, something to make that jam with now let's just go backwards because you had an experimental uh, greenhouse about two years ago now isn't it two years ago yeah we started two years ago we've put uh, a small uh, experimental uh, greenhouse which was run uh, <clears throat> on a commercial base and it was a uh, uh, big enough to say it can be commercially run and now we've seen it's working and we've made an expansion so as you can see here we've How tripled big? the size actually of what we had previously wow. now there's a few differences. A, they're bigger. <laughs> but the other thing that I noticed is that it's like a field underneath. Now, tell us more. I mean, the last one, the first one, had black membrane to keep weed, etc. down. Now, here, we've got a grass field. Was it, was it a meadow before you put the structure up? Yes, uh, actually, it was a meadow. And we left it as a meadow. Previously, on the very first one, as you, say, as you said, it's, it was an experimental one. We've tried different things. We've tried uh, a black cover, we've tried white cover, we've tried uh, without cover. And it looks like without a cover, it's going to work actually better because it's very uh, good over the winter period and everything when the humidity is high, when uh, it, it's not much sun around and uh, then uh, you've got that cover keeps everything dry. But during the summer, when we grow our crops, is actually the meadow is doing a double job. It's having a meadow, it's nice for the eyesight and, and, and the same look at it, but at the same time it's creating humidity inside, right. natural humidity. So, how? because um, it will grow quite quickly in here, wouldn't it? So, you're going to have to mow it, aren't you? We will be mowing it. I hope electric I, mowers. <laughs> <laughs> it needs to be, you know, for the size of this, it's not going to be electric. It's going to be probably a tractor-driven uh, machine. It's going to be white, about three, four meters. I don't know at the moment. We haven't <laughs> thought about that. But on this other side, it's actually, we're not irrigating. We're not putting much. So, the grass, it won't be growing very... Uh, very fast so we believe it's not going to be a problem now let's just look at these because just for anybody who didn't pick up on the podcast about the original you basically they're in they're in i call gutters because they are they're like gutters aren't they the strawberry plants are sitting in in a, a in a bag a coir bag yeah growing in a coir bag but they're how far apart from each other so Basically, what you see at the moment, uh, it's that conventional tabletops, what we've got, but just uh, suspended. And at the moment, we've got them on two levels. They've been offset because, uh, as you can see, the people are working around and uh, doing uh, or jobs uh, and actually uh, <clears throat> to do something, you have to offset them because we're using 100% of the growing uh, surface area. And... Uh, the plants are very close together. When they at growing level, we've got them at 80 centimeters apart. So how different is that from, if we go all the way back, Tiptree was famous for picking strawberries out the field. So how, much, how many more plants and produce can you achieve by taking it from field to this? Field was okay for many, many years, but things are changing slowly and uh, we need to produce a little bit better. We need to get a little bit more from our land and everything. So nowadays, comparing to the soil-grown crops, this is probably 
uh, three times more dense in terms of number of plants and I believe in productivity it would be probably four to five times more productive. That's impressive isn't it? it that's, that's how attention to detail because it's a closed structure and you actually listening to the plant what the plant needs are and you can control it or we know what the plant needs and we can control it through our events through the irrigation and everything when it's out on the field you've got that weather element which is changeable all the daily time. basis all the even time, hourly yeah. basis yeah. i would say now going on from that i mean just just briefly there a you have to still irrigate when they're in the field if it was dry whereas here it's controlled the irrigation so you must actually, in some ways, use a bit less water. Uh, yes, we do. We only use uh, water for the plants when the plants need it. So we've got uh, props which are put uh, across the greenhouse and they are put at the uh, root level and they're reading all the time what the plant does. If the plant needs water, we top up with water. If the plant uh, does not uh, act, does not draw any water, we don't put any water. And at the same time, to mention here, because the greenhouse is closed, it's a, it's a closed greenhouse, it's all year round, we harvest all the rain during the morning and we put it into the reservoir. So even heavy dew is picked up, isn't it? Everything, every drop which it drops on that area, on the plastic, it's picked up and put for, uh, in the reservoir for irrigation and then used. So for the last two years, we've managed to achieve 90% self-sufficiency from that's, what we harvested. That's really efficient. Now, are you also trying to be a bit more um, eco-friendly and trying to use uh, natural pest control in here? We are looking, we are looking more and more because, uh, as I said, structure is closed, so it's not open to the environment. So we actually know what the, the pest cannot enter that uh, easily. It's only if the picker or the people who are working on different crop, if they pick something on their, you know, uh, sleeves or, or hands or on aphid, they mm. can put it in. Otherwise, it, it's not accessible really. And that way we're trying to do uh, as much as possible biological control inside the greenhouse and reduce the plant protection product uh, used in the future. So that you could end up with a, eventually an organic product pretty well. You could. That we could. It's a long and way off. It's, it's a long, we're trying. Slowly we're reducing the plant protection products and eventually I believe it can happen with the, uh, all the products, bioproducts available. That's a possibility in a couple of years time and of course what happens then is the price that you get for your product goes up doesn't it we hope so <laughs> you hope so <laughs> now just briefly to finish off we've got a crop here growing what variety is it is it a variety that we know or not particularly uh, this is variety called Murano. We've grown this variety for the last uh, three, four years. It's a very new variety to us. It's growing very well. As you can see, the plants are nice and uniform. They They're got in flower. Full, yeah, full, full flower. flower. And you could hear and see the bees around actually working too. Do you too. put bees in? We do put ba uh, bumblebees. That's one of the probably uh, negative things because it's a closed structure the natural, even the bumblebees, uh, the different insects cannot put, come in. So that's why we put a bumblebees uh, special boxes and we change them every, every four years. Uh, we aiming to also try honeybees here. 
to see how they're going to be working. But, but because we, we've been using bumblebees because uh, they've been bred specially for pollination. So when do I come back and taste a strawberry? Because at this moment, well, well, you know, it's just the beginning of spring. So where, when are we going to come back and try some strawberries? What month do you think? If you come in four weeks time, we'll have the first berries and maybe a bit earlier.